Well, good afternoon. It's our pleasure to be with you this afternoon. And uh, uh, we're going to share a story of uh, Dr. Mark Kelly, who many of you don't know. I'm going to guess you may know who I am. I'm Chuck DeClean. I used to be on staff here, um, now at New City Church. And then Bob Eisenlauer is also here. He's a member here at Sailorville and probably well-known. But this is going to be a story pretty much of, of Dr. Mark and how God has worked in his life and the friendship that these two have had for a number of years. So, Dr. Mark, I think I want to just start with you. Uh, I'd like you to just share a little bit of where you were raised and, and what you've done in your life, just briefly, if you would. Well, uh, yeah, I'm Mark Kelly. I was born in Des Moines and, and raised in Des Moines. Um, have known Bob since Bob was born. Uh, I uh, went to college in Drake University, then I went to uh, medical school at, at the College of Osmotic Medicine Surgery and did a residency and joined the Navy, became a flight surgeon, and did that for a number of years. Came back to Des Moines a couple of times and practiced, and then uh, came back here and settled in 19. Boy, 87. Okay. And have been here ever since. And so you had your own practice for a while here in Des Moines, or how did that work? Well, yes, I was in the emergency department at Mercy and had my own practice and then uh, was part of a big group. Okay. Okay. And so that, so you pretty much lived most of your life right around here, except for the years you're yeah. in, the, in the service. It's been around here pretty much. Now, as, as you do talk, Dr. Mark, we noticed your voice isn't as strong as maybe what it once was. So can you tell us a little bit about what you've gone through? Well, sure, I've had a number of medical problems, mostly involving my head and neck. The biggest one affecting my voice is like, I've got cancer in my tonsil. Mm. Way back in 1999, I had radiation and surgery as a result of that. And over the years, it's made it difficult for me to drink, swallow, eat, and it's affected my voice. And so uh, for 21 years, it's been developing like this. So I, it, you've not necessarily enjoyed a really good full meal? Is, that's not a part of your... Oh, not since 2013. Wow, wow, wow. Um, or really before that. <clears throat> but, but I was getting along pretty well up until that time. Right. Um, and uh, Now you also, I think you <clears throat> mentioned that you also had brain tumors as well. So tell yes. us a little bit about that. Well, I first had brain tumors in 1997. Um, that was a couple of years before I found that I had cancer in my tonsil. Um, I had surgery as a result of that. Mm. Then I had the surgery in 99 for my tonsil. Then I had another surgery in 2000 as I had broken my neck a number of times uh, in the Navy and, and here, mm. uh, running and being athletic, I thought. Uh, uh, but that also resulted in a number of neck surgeries, which has given me a stiff neck and difficulty moving, but 
But really, I'm doing pretty well. I'm uh, I'm adapted. <laughs> now you say you say you've adapted, but um, boy, you've been through a lot. Probably far more than a normal person would go through. Um, I'm just curious. I mean, were there times in your life where you thought, I don't think life is really worth living? Have you ever been haunted or thought through that? Many, many times mm. have I thought that the difficulty that I endure <clears throat> were no longer, um, I would no longer be able to, to continue. Mm. And I contemplated uh, ending my life on a number of occasions. Wow. I, I remember once in one of our first conversations when we talked about eternal life, you feared that concept. For what reason did you fear that concept? <laughs> well, I feared if I was going to be in the same difficult situation that I am now, I really don't want to go anymore. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I understand that. And, uh, and actually, you know, I first learned of you through Bob, and um, Bob mentioned someone to me, meaning you, that had been through great, great difficulties. And uh, Bob, why don't you just share a little bit on how did you know Dr. Mark and yeah. how long? And tell yeah. us a little bit about that, would you? Yeah, yeah. My uh, my father, Bill, um, and Mark were really good friends um, going back to grade school. Those guys wow. were almost like brothers growing up and probably closer to each other than their own brothers. So um, when they were in their 20s, I was born. I was my parents' first child, and and uh, Mark was always in my life on some level. From the day I was born, there for the holidays, uh, birthdays. Um, so he was... He was always around. And there was he was always had a presence in my life and in our family um, from the get go. Now, Bob, you talk about that. Have you always been? Well, you're not always a believer. You came to know the Lord at yeah. a young age, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I did. It, I was actually saved uh, at a uh, VBS. Um, oh, it would have been 30, 33, 32, 33 years ago, and um, in my high school and college days and even beyond, uh, from about the age of 15 to 30, I, I strayed and, and did my own thing and, and caused a lot of trouble for myself and my family. And, and, uh, and, and the Lord just kept pulling me back and, and, uh, wrapping me on the head. And, and, uh, I, at some point, um, I submitted and, uh, turned my life back over to Christ and my, right around the age of 30. So this is an interesting tale to me yeah. because you're someone who came to know the Lord very young. Yeah, yeah. And as we're going to learn, Dr. Mark is someone who came to know the Lord very later yeah. in life. Now, yes. so tell me a little bit, because when you're not walking with the Lord, then um, you probably weren't all that concerned about the spiritual condition of Dr. Mark, but that changed a little bit, didn't it? How yeah. did that change? yeah. Yeah, it was as I, I guess, matured in my faith in my 30s and, and got a little bit older. Um, I'm 41 now. Um, at the same time, I was observing my friend Mark Kelly uh, just go through a lot of health problems. And, and uh, you know, the last several years, just, you know, 
my heart was really burdened for him. The Lord laid a, a burden on my heart and I was praying for him a lot and, and uh, just wanted those opportunities to talk about uh, salvation with him. Um, and there were some times over the last couple of years where where I did, I, I had some opportunities and, and I, I either got nervous and just didn't say anything or, or uh, maybe brought it up and, and we, you know, it, the, the conversation didn't go too far and I didn't press it beyond that. Um, so uh, if you get to know Mark at all, which I, I know him really well, he's, you know, he's one of the smartest guys you'll know. Um, and, you know, I know at least my fear was always, you know, I know what I believe and, and I thank God for, uh, for my salvation. Um, and, but, you know, w when I, when I would think about bringing this up to Mark, I would always think, well, he'll probably end up having some kind of questions that I can't answer. Can't so, answer. so maybe I should just not say anything at all, yeah. or maybe I shouldn't push it too far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now, interesting <clears throat> Did you know he had a burden for your life back then, or was that something not on the radar for you? Well, you know, in 2014, I sought Bob out and felt that I was burdening him. Mm. It was a time when I got a second round of brain tumors mm. and had to have surgery, and I sought Bob out and spoke to him about that. <laughs> and, and honestly felt that I was burdening him. You thought you were burdening him? Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, I do want to talk a little bit, Mark. I mean, growing up, did, did you go to church a lot? No. 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 <laughs> no. It wasn't that my family uh, was against any type of uh, church, but it just wasn't something that we did. I didn't have one hand that I would go a couple of times a year with, and that was as close as I got. And then as I got older, I went with a few friends of mine uh, to church when I'd stay over on a Saturday night or something. Oh, okay, sure. That kind of thing. But I never really appreciated what it was all about. Yeah, so it wasn't a main interest, a main desire as you were growing up. Did, did you think about it a little bit when physical difficulties came to that? Help push that or not so much? No, I don't, I don't think that pushed me much. I had a, a curiosity the older I got um, and started to seek more information about it as I got older, more than any of my medical problems related to me seeking it. Yeah, I, you talked a little bit, and I remember you talking a little bit about um, you did start to go to some churches, but it was sort of a unique way in what you did. Tell us a little bit well, about that. Um, I would go by the west part of Des Moines, coming in into Des Moines. I lived out west, and I saw this big church being developed and always wondered how they could possibly fill that with people. <laughs> and uh, so one Sunday, uh, I decided to stop in on my own. And... Uh, I was I was pretty impressed with the entertainment aspect <laughs> of sure. how that church worked. There were videos and choruses and bands, uh, and I did enjoy the stories that they would tell. Uh, and and so it got my attention. I didn't involve myself really in the church. I would I would go and be alone and didn't seek fellowship with anybody. 
So you would go to the church service, you'd sort of step into the service, and you would listen and sort of be entertained. Yes. But you wouldn't talk to anybody. No. Didn't talk no. to anybody at all. No. Now, you would say, though, that that church still meant something to you because of the stories you were hearing. Is Absolutely. That it really so did. how did that impact you? I mean, it's, it's sort of a positive influence on you, wasn't it? It was very positive, and it got me to think about um, the stories that we've all learned through television or, or movies. Sure. And, and that increased my interest in knowing what that's all about. And uh, as I grew older and got more curious, <laughs> and Bob, I knew, had a lot of information that's kind of how we okay. talk about So there's it. a lot going on. You weren't even aware of that he was going to church all that often, were you? No, he had told me in the last couple of years that, you know, that he had went. It almost seemed like he said more of a entertainment or observation, something to do, and uh, and and was intrigued, you know, yeah. by what was happening there. But as this story was unfolding, yeah. you started to get a greater burden. Yeah. Was it mo mostly because of all the physical difficulties and you wondered how long mm -hmm. Dr. Mark was going to be around? Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like uh, just what hope he had left or what hope he had at all was dwindling, you know. Okay. Uh, and all his hope was here on earth. And yeah. uh, that was fading fast with his health. Uh, mm -hmm. Every time I'd talk to him, it seemed like, especially the last six months to a year, uh, you know, it's just a lot of the... Mark doesn't complain at all. He's gone through more, you know, more than 99% of us has from a physical standpoint. And you never hear him complain. But just being around him and observing it, I could tell... Uh, it was seemed like it was getting bleaker and bleaker and just more and more uncomfortable. So you had a more of a burdened approach to him towards the yeah, end? Yeah, well, and, and he's had some, you know, between, you know, the the, the physical issues uh, and then some just some problems with some of his young boys. Just, you know, I, I, the last couple of times I was around him over the last couple of months, it was... He needs he needs the hope. I mean, I could just feel God pushing me. And, so and you asked me. him if he wanted to do a, a Bible. Yeah, study. I've actually thought about you, Chuck. Like, and that was mainly because I was a little bit older. I was more Dr. Mark's age, and that's yeah. where I fit in. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought Chuck could maybe relate a little bit better with with Mark, and you know, I hope that I had some answers that the Lord would would provide me with answers if Mark had it. But I thought. Man, if I could, I, I'd been through a Bible study with Chuck before, uh, and I've seen his salvation Bible study, and I thought, you know, if I, if there's any way, Lord, to get me to sit down with Mark and, and Chuck, Pastor Chuck, uh, and go over that Bible study, uh, that would be a huge answer to prayer. So that was a prayer of mine, and and uh, yeah, at some point, I, um, you know, I could just tell it felt like he was at the end of his rope, and yeah. and and we, I brought that up again, just as far as, you know afterlife and you know mark when this is all over what what's your thoughts where are you going to go you know what happens to our spirit do you have a spirit so we we started having that conversation and mark was open open to the conversation and uh and then eventually i asked him if he'd be interested in do a doing a bible study and 
He and said, you you were open to doing a Bible oh, yeah. study. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So now the Bible study booklet that we went through will show that I have my own copy, but this is it right there. Yeah. So we went through that. And uh, in fact, we went through it fairly quickly. Uh, I wanted to do it because, again, we weren't sure the timing of it. Yeah. But tell us some of the things that you learned from the Bible study and how it changed your life. Well, I thank the Lord for this Bible study. It has been uh, certainly one of the most important days of my life when I started this. Uh, and I feel that I've learned most everything that uh, any of us need to know about salvation, righteousness, and eternal life. I, uh, I came to believe and have faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and hope everyone else uh, can do that as well. Yeah. Um, so we learned about being a sinner and what did Jesus die for and we sort of went through that. Yeah, I certainly have been a sinner, have been, am, and always will be. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Like most of us try to think that I haven't been as big a sinner as, yeah. as maybe some other. I think most of us feel the same <laughs> way too. But, uh, but I do admit, uh, and and that I've been a sinner, and that I I uh, ask Jesus Christ and thank Him for going to the cross to yeah. absolve all of us yeah. of yes. our sins. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a big day within the study. In fact, I think, Bobby, we all around the table just bowed our heads and listened yes. to Dr. Mark pray and oh, yeah. asked the Lord to save him, which was, was very refreshing. And the concept of gaining his righteousness, that was sort of new to you, I think, as you went through the study. Oh, absolutely new. I, I uh, didn't understand at all what would be necessary to... Uh, attain that righteousness and that salvation. Mm -hmm. But going through this Bible study makes it very clear and uh, it's concise and uh, it was a great day to go through this and, and learn all about that. So now you know for sure that you have eternal life. I have eternal life. <laughs> That's exciting Praise the Lord. to hear. Now, several things have happened to you since then and I want to just discuss them briefly. Pastor Pat always gives this book to new believers, What Christians Believe. Many of you maybe have seen this book. What did this book mean to you, Dr. Martin? This book, and this book, and this book. One <laughs> 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 of the three most important books that I've seen, certainly in the last few months. Um, but this book, even though it's been out of print for maybe 50 years, Yeah. The first time it was copyrighted, I think, was in 1950. Yeah. How long did it take you to read that oh, book? Oh, this is a day. A day? Yeah, just you... one day you can read this whole book. Remember, he's a doctor, so yeah. he's smart. <laughs> he reads fast. Um, but, but you can read that book in a day. It's concise to the point. It gives you all the highlights of things that you need to believe and that you do believe once you become saved. It's an excellent resource. And uh, I would encourage anyone to uh, get all three of these books. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Now, there's something else that you, and there's a number of things that you enjoy, very different in your life now. 
but you've started to have the habit of coming up to GCR on Tuesday nights here at Sailorville. And um, what has that meant to you, coming to that time? Well, it's, it's meant a very, a very, a very big uh, deal to me. The people there are always welcoming. Um, many of them have had their trials and tribulations, maybe in different ways than I have. Mm -hmm. But certainly as difficult in every way as I have. Yeah. But they're all happy and welcoming. <laughs> and, uh, and they all praise the Lord and uh, are, are very helpful for any of us. Yeah. You can find folks to help you with any problem. Uh, in that group. And you, you listen to a lesson and then you sit around tables yes. and you listen to other people talk about their problems as well. It's different than when you used to go to church where you didn't talk to anybody. Now no. you're talking to people, aren't no. you? Yes, I don't talk too much because of my limitation of voice. Uh, however, it's been very rewarding to hear their testimony and their stories and uh, it's done a lot for me. It's changed my life in a dramatic way. I've sought out GCR here in Sailorville. I've gone to some other recovery meetings. Sure, sure. And some other churches. Uh, some musical performances that are gospel-related. And it's all been wonderful, really. You just take advantage of everything you possibly can. I know I heard you made remark. It's a... Why isn't GCR every night, you said? <laughs> That's the only problem he has with it. Only yes. once a week. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit. Um, just recently, something has happened to one of your sons. And um, would you talk a little bit about that and what's going on and how could we pray for him? Well, both my boys have had difficulties uh, with making some bad decisions about drugs and alcohol. Um, that's been very traumatic for me. Mm, yeah. Very stressful. And uh, I pray every day, and everybody that I run into who have asked me about my boys pray for that as well, that they'll see the light. My youngest son now has. And uh, What happened there? Well, of course, you haven't talked, well, you've talked to him some, but what happened there? Well... He was driving on multiple occasions when he shouldn't have been driving while barred from driving and without a license. And finally, um, has recently been put in jail as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's been pretty upsetting to me, of course. Um, but he has uh, been uh, granted and gaining and I'm getting information about the Lord while he's there, and it seems to be really helping him as well. My other son's had trouble, but he hasn't been as receptive yet. Yeah, as, as far as your younger son, to the best of your knowledge, he has put his trust in Jesus as well, as far as you know? Yes. Okay. He's, he's made a statement of faith and will be baptized soon. Is that right? Wow. So, uh, that's pretty exciting. Well, so that's very good. And, uh, Again, I pray for him every day and that he will continue to grow with his faith in Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, Dr. Mark, as you look at how your life is different now, how is it different or what are some of the emotions that 
you might have now that weren't there before you knew the Lord? Well, I certainly felt defeated in a lot of ways prior to learning that I can be granted the salvation and the Lord's righteousness if I would just have faith in Jesus Christ and accept him into my heart. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I've done that, so I feel a lot better. Uh, my yeah. perspective on life has changed significantly. In what way would you say? Well, um, I still struggle, of course, with some of the problems that I have and my stresses. But I uh, rejoice in the fact that uh, I've learned that I can attain eternal salvation and eternal life. Uh, and at one day, we'll be standing uh, next to Jesus. <laughs> with the... Uh, with that criminal that was next to Jesus on the cross. <laughs> that criminal story has always meant a lot That's to you. Been one of my favorites. And it's so, yeah, yeah, that means a lot to me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, but maybe I, I'll, I'll turn to you, Bob, a little bit. What, what has this meant to you to watch what's going on in your friend's life? Well, I mean, it, again, it's something I've prayed about and thought about for a while. And I know uh, my family, my mom and dad are believers. And being real close to Mark, it's something a lot of people that are that know Mark what have been praying for that. So it's just a huge answer to prayers, you know, number one. And, and uh, you know. So even though you were afraid because they might have questions you couldn't answer and you tried. Yeah. It's well worth trying, isn't it? Oh, well it? worth trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will admit, I, I, I know I need to, to uh, evangelize more often and talk, talk about the gospel more often, and and sometimes I do, but more often than not, I, I just keep it to myself and go on, on my way, and, and I'm so thankful that, I was able to talk with Mark about this and, and get him with you and and uh, and get the truth in front of him and uh, the way you were able to lay it out and and the way he received it, thank God, praise the Lord. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a huge answer to prayers. And then um, what a powerful testimony to know that, uh, you know, after almost 70 years on this earth and, and thinking, you know, you're probably close to the end of your life here with all your health mm -hmm. problems that, you know, you can still be saved, you know, for people out there that to hear that, um, no matter what you've been through. So that's awesome, and then you know, for his legacy too. I mean, he with his two boys and and a lot of and some brothers and some other friends and family, uh, they're gonna hear about this and see this. I'm just hoping and praying that his story really plants a seed uh, with some of these other friends and family. So very good. Now, Dr. Mark, like all of us, we don't know how much time we have left. Whether you're younger or yeah, whether right. you're a little bit older. What are your desires for whatever time the Lord gives to you? What would you like to do with your mm -hmm. time? Well, certainly my biggest uh, uh, want would be for my two boys to, uh, to come to Jesus as I have. Uh, and every day now I pray multiple times a day. And one of the things I pray for is that all the folks who have not as yet come to the Lord 
do so. Certainly, that's why I'm here today. Yeah. Um, all the folks who have not been able to enjoy the path towards righteousness and salvation and uh, declaring Jesus as their Savior, um, I understand how important that is for myself, for all of us, and for all the people I hope this impacts. So I pray for them every day. Um, it's, it's our responsibility, I feel, or it's an opportunity for me to invite these people to walk down that path with yeah. myself and Jesus. Yeah. You know, I have reflected, you know, the Gospel of Luke is written by a doctor. Luke was a doctor. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think any doctor that becomes a believer, you become aware that you can help people physically and many times they need that but I'd almost look at your life now saying it's almost more important now because if they'll listen to your story and if they'll turn to Christ with all of their heart they'll not only be healed temporarily here in this life but they could find eternal life, which would even be greater, wouldn't it? That would be your great desire, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be. <laughs> yeah, well, we sure appreciate that story. I, you know, as, as you studied and stuff, did, at times did you doubt the existence of God, or have you always believed in God, would you say? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that I believed in the type of God that I understand now. Wow, okay, that has changed we, I a lot. think many people, most of the multitude, for instance, they create their own God more than come to understand I agree. the Lord. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they want to create a God that fits into how their lives are going, <laughs> Yeah. rather than the true Lord that yeah. they'll come to learn. Yeah, if yeah. they read the Bible and study. That's a great observation because that <laughs> is true. That's what people do do. Well, we've enjoyed getting to know Dr. Mark and Bob here a little bit on, on our interview here. And it could be that you might have more questions for Dr. Mark mm -hmm. or maybe you'd like to get together with Dr. Mark and Bob. I have thoroughly enjoyed getting together, mm -hmm. but if you would like to do that, I'd like Bob maybe to share, how could people, if they wanted to yeah. talk to Dr. Mark or you, how could they do that? Yeah, they could just call me or text me, and then we can talk or get, get you in touch with uh, Dr. Mark. Uh, my number is 515-979-2883. Again, that's 515-979-2883. And, uh, yeah, call me, and if I don't answer, leave me a message or shoot me a text. Yeah. So I hope, we all hope that you rejoice in, in Dr. Mark's salvation. And uh, if you know of anybody, maybe that has given up on life because physically it is so hard, this would be a sh great testimony to, to listen to. Or if you're afraid to witness to people thinking they're too smart for me. There's nothing I can do. I hope as you listen to this story, you realize God uses us simple people to carry the word to those who might have a greater intelligence than we do, but it's still the same story they need to hear 
to be saved. And so our prayer, us three, is that God would use this short story to be a great encouragement and to honor Christ. So thanks for listening. And uh, we just pray that you might share this story with others and that Jesus's name might be lifted up. Any final statements you'd like to make, Dr. Mark? Well, I, I pray every day for salvation for folks who have not as yet heard the word or uh, professed their faith in Jesus Christ. They will all um, get some eternal life through his righteousness and salvation. I Amen. pray for all of that every day. Amen. Bob, any final words as we bring it to a close? Nope. Uh, I was just thinking of uh, Ephesians 2.8 on the way in here. So, What does that say? Uh, for by grace we have been saved, not uh, by, through, f through faith, faith, not by ourselves, not by yourselves. It's a gift of God. Um, and it's not works, right? It's not works. It's, and, it's not our works that does it, and this is a good example. And it's a good example. And then the great promise, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. As you understand what Jesus did, died and rose again from the dead for your sins, if you put your whole trust in him and call on his name to be saved, just like Dr. Mark yes. did, that's what brings salvation. And so that's what we want people to know. God bless you for listening, and I pray you have a great afternoon.